All right, let's do it. Making plans with the boys. I'm gonna hit the town. That's right. Gen X Talks is back live on the airwaves. Why? Because no one can stop us. That's right. For right now, it's still a free country and we can say what we want and do what we want. Well, for the most part, until we get our new uh, disinformation czar in place. I don't even want to talk about that lady. I can't even tell you, you know, just you, you want to Google something after you're done listening to this program. Just Google disinformation czar Mary Poppins. No, I, I know you're driving in your car right now and you've got your eyes crossed and you're scratching your head going, did he just say he wanted me to Google disinformation czar and Mary Poppins? Yes, yes, I did. Now, I don't like using high school terminology. In fact, I hate it. But I'm going to tell you the word cringe that the kids use today. Now, now I get why that word was invented. I have never seen something so... <laughs> self-destructive that I just had to reach. I had to close my eyes, cover my ears, and reach as fast as I could for the off button in my life. Yeah, well, you can talk about her later, but that's a whole nother topic. And it all falls under the conditions of free speech. I want to tell you guys, it's been a while since we've been on here, but we're back now, and there's some there's some new developments. Yeah, Gen X Talks is moving in some new directions, um, trying some new things. One of them, uh, we uh, I was invited Gen X Talks was invited to be on a another podcast, uh, 21 Guns, and those guys are professional. They do a video podcast. I guess I guess I need to get with the times because I'm old. Um, I, I thought a podcast was like radio, like what we're doing right now. You're driving in your car and you're listening. Or you're, you're muttering around your house in the garage or in the kitchen and you're listening. I thought that, uh, that the podcast was just audio. Well, and then if you did a video podcast, then I thought you had a camera on. Well, I guess right now podcasting is just uh, point the camera, point the microphone and go. So uh, then you can, if you want to just pull the audio and send it out, you can. But I guess I guess a real grown-up big boy podcast is just that. It's, uh, it's point the camera, point the mic and go, man, go. So um, they sent me a, a link uh, a couple days ago, uh, 21 Guns. And it was Sully and Frank and Jeremy. They run that, and uh, they're a great group of guys. And uh, the, my mic came on, my camera came on, and we talked for, uh, I don't know, an hour and a half or so. Uh, and I learned a bunch. I learned a ton from those guys and how they do their show and what they do. And I learned that I am so far from the level of professionalism <laughs> that I'm supposed to be. I think that um, I'm always going to be sitting at the little kid's table when it, when, it comes to, uh, when it comes to those formats. But you know what? We have a good time. We get to share our opinions. Sometimes they, sometimes they turn out okay. And I'm thinking that maybe the little kid table um, is – I might be pushing myself backwards a little bit. I mean, they did ask me to be on their show, so – 
they're listening a little bit. You know, they stumbled across our stuff. So there's some there's some goodness to that. And so if you guys want to check out their show, um, you should. 21 Guns, you should try to get into that because they're a great bunch of guys. It's all military, uh, military veteran based. A lot of good topics and not just politics. They talk about they talk about movies. They talk about trivia. They talk about anything they want. They do a good job. All right. So that leads me to sunny point number one. When you are a trained professional in the radio and movie industry, you pay attention to news. You skim through the news clips of the day. You go through your phone and see what Google has to show you. Or you can also uh, just skim around channels and whatnot, and you can pick up highlights all over the place. I mean, you know, you pick your sources. But there was a guy. Something struck me. I don't. I usually don't. <laughs> protesting and stunts, you know, they're mildly interesting to, to skim over, but I don't spend a lot of time with them. However, <laughs> uh, this guy, there was an article that came up that I couldn't help but look at twice. This guy was climbing a skyscraper in San Francisco, and it had to do with abortion. Now, I had no idea what this clown was doing, but I had to stop. I did. I had to go back and look, and I had to read it, and I had to watch the video. And there was a couple of uh, news reporters, little highlights they put on there. And after I was done, I think everybody kind of missed their opportunity for what this was all about. So this guy, and it turns out he he, he doesn't approve of abortions. He's not uh, he's not a fan of abortions. What he's trying to do is end abortion. So he climbs the skyscraper. Now, let's be realistic. There's people that do crazy stuff. Um, you know, when you when you're trying to save a forest and you chain yourself to a tree, that that makes sense to me. It's still not going to work, but you're chaining yourself in protest, and the news agencies can come around and they can take pictures and you make a big big deal about it. But the important thing is the bulldozer is not going to run you over because you're chained to the tree. You see what I'm saying? You're actually doing something, even if you're saving one tree from a chainsaw, they're not going to cut the tree down with you chained to it. Now, now there again, that's a protest and it's probably not going to end up going your way, but I get it in my, in my mind. That makes sense. You're, you're chaining yourself. You're putting yourself right in the way of the bulldozer and the chainsaw. Now, I'm not going to get into where you should chain yourself if you're trying to stop an abortion. I think you guys can figure that out. But it's certainly not on the side of a skyscraper in San Francisco. So that guy climbs up this building, and he's 50 stories up or whatever he is. And now everyone in the country has got cameras on him, and they're watching him, and they're talking to him through windows. And they're saying, buddy, what, what, are, you, what are you doing up here? He says, oh, I'm ending abortion. Yeah? Because you think that climbing up a skyscraper in San Francisco is going to cause the Supreme Court in Washington, D.C. to tune in on their televisions and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. And Judge Alito is going to say, hang on, guys. Are you seeing this? And Judge Thomas is going to go, yeah, there's a, there's a guy climbing a skyscraper. We, we better rethink this. We better, we better make sure we're on the right side of this issue. We get, let's listen to what this guy has to say before we vote. Is that what you think is happening? Do you think if you... Do you think all those protesters out on the sidewalk in front of the Supreme Court, do you think, uh, do you think the, the justices open up their windows and go, holy shit, look what's going on out there in the street? You guys, hey guys, before we vote, can we, can we rethink this one more time? Because, you know, they're, 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 they make some valid points out there with their chanting and their screaming and their poorly drawn signs. I, I think we need to rethink this. No, come on. You guys know that's not what happens. 
You know, and so you, you go back to the guy in the, doing the skyscraper. When you tell him, could you get down off the building, please? You're, you're, no one's changing their mind by you being up here. That's the dumbest thing ever. you you got to chain yourself to the tree if you want to not be cut down. Okay? You, climbing a sky. There's no one getting an abortion on the 50th floor of a skyscraper in San Francisco. So come down off of there. So you get the guy down, and, and everybody talks to him on the street. Now he's starting to feel a little foolish. All right, he had his 15 minutes of fame. I don't even know his name. He did such a such a poor job at doing this. You know, usually when you do some big stunt, everybody remembers your name because they put your name all over radio and TV. I don't know this guy's name. I don't even know where he's from. I don't know if he's even a guy. Could have been a woman. I don't know if it's black or white. I, don't, I have no idea. I don't know anything about the guy. So if he was shooting for 15 minutes of fame, he got it wrong. <laughs> Can we... Can we all agree on that? He got it wrong. Um, but when you pull the guy down and say, okay, look, you, you didn't change anybody's mind. The Supreme Court's still going to vote. What were you really doing up there? Well, then the person has to scramble. Oh, uh, you, well, you know, uh, and what is the, what's the fallback? It doesn't matter what side of the issue you're on. What's the fallback? Just like with all the, all the, 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 the Black Lives Matter and the woke movement. What's the fallback? Well... I was just trying to bring awareness to the problem. I was just trying to expose the problem at hand. Oh, oh, okay. So nobody knew about abortions until you climbed up a building. Nobody knew about that. You, you climbed up that building to protest abortions and somebody went, holy shit, what's going on? Abortions? Are you kidding me? That, that's what's... Thank God you climbed up that building. I had no idea. That's just like when they do the whole protest with and uh, the movements and everywhere for racism. You're like, holy shit, ra racism? What? Well, thank God you brought that to my attention. Do you guys honestly think there's anybody in the country that doesn't know abortions are happening and that's an issue? Do you think there's anybody in the country who doesn't know that there's racism and it's an issue? Of course but that's the fallback. Oh, no, no. They're, they're heroes. They're goddamn American heroes because they're bringing it to our attention. And that's important. You got to make sure that you're bringing awareness to a problem that everybody already knows about. That's, that's one of my things that I, I wish Gen X mom, I wish my wife would let me do, is when we pull up to an intersection and there's protests going on, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be, you know, I mean, it's always something like, you know, there's some movement. That you, you guys all know the movement that the movements that we've been putting up with for the past two or three years. Uh, you, you guys already know about those. But I want to lean out the window to whatever it is and go, hey. Everybody already knows. Just go ahead and go home. We know. We don't need you on the corner cluttering up my mile. We already know. Pack it in. You've done your job. The fuck out of here. That's what I do. What do I know, though? I'm just a dumb mechanic in the middle of the desert. You can't, I don't have any words of wisdom that change a damn thing. You know what? I think I need to climb a skyscraper. I think I need to climb a skyscraper. That's right. Get my big, fat, white ass up on the side of a building so that I can make people aware that their protests are stupid. That's it. I will be protesting protest. I will be making people aware that your protests are dumb and we already know about the issue. Quit going out there and screaming and yelling on topics that we all already know exist. 
All right, there, there's my new thing. That is going to be my new, my new mantra in life, my new channel, my new direction. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, my big fat white ass is going to climb skyscrapers and protest people that are protesting causes that we already all know about. All right, now that we got that settled, we can pay some bills around here with a commercial break and come right back. And we're back. Did you miss me? I wasn't gone that long. What's a few seconds out of your day? Come on. Everybody has to advertise. Everybody has to pay bills. Do you guys realize the massive amounts and piles of cash that we make off this podcast? All right. I'll, full disclosure, about $23 a month. I think one time we got up to 30 but mostly it hovers around $23 and some change. Yeah, that's what we get from, from Spotify and Anchor. That's <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I spare no expense. After two months, I can afford a full handle of Jack Daniels. Yeah, so two months so I can get paid <laughs> in a bottle of Jack Daniels. It's true. All right, so anyway, um, I got to tell you, there was somebody, I told you I was skimming through articles in the daily news, and I was telling you that I was looking around, poking at things to figure out what was what was on on topic for everybody. And I'm going to hear about these today. You know, I'm going to listen. They'll be all over the news. But I thought I would read and give my two cents. And something else struck me. Um, State Attorney General is calling for full cancellation of federal student loan debt. And man, did my head start to spin on that stuff. No. Now. <laughs> Boy, where to begin? Go back to, okay, canceling student debt. So in other words, uh, what they're saying is, we know we've uh, guaranteed these loans for you to get your college education. And why would they need to cancel debt? Why, why aren't people graduating and using those degrees and all that knowledge to get extremely high-paying jobs where they can succeed in life and pay their debt? I mean, that's clearly it's not happening. It's been a big topic for the past several years um, that now they're they're pushing kids through college and they're coming out with worthless degrees and they're all complaining, all these millennial kids. And now there's Gen Z's getting to that point. They're coming out of college and they get on the news. I have seen this happen. What do they say? What am I supposed to do with this degree? I I don't understand what what I'm. I, I can't get a job. I can't get a job. I'm I'm one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in debt with college, and I can't get a job. Well, no shit. Liberal arts degree doesn't mean anything. Gender studies degree doesn't mean anything. You do. You've been pushed through the the liberal um, college system, and and you came out with nothing. Oh, I know you felt good. You, you, you were a social justice warrior. You, it felt really good. You felt like you were participating, like you, like you had a new deep understanding for people and humanity. And now you have a degree and you can care more than the person next to you. You have a, a connection to people that others don't because you've studied and someone has signed your diploma and signed your degree and said, yes, you know more than the rest of us about this topic. Then you take that topic along with your degree on that topic and you go out in the real world and you can't do anything with it. Well, no kidding. Now, there's a bunch of us that warned you. There's a bunch of us that told you, don't, don't just go out and get a degree for the sake of getting a degree. Just because you have one doesn't mean you can do anything. Now, how do the kids in business administration doing? Well, they get jobs. You know, how uh, almost any other degree you go out there, but all of these useless degrees that the, the liberal media has promoted and the liberal colleges have put you through, 
and now you don't have a way to pay your debt. Well, don't worry. Uh, the same people that pushed you through will now petition the government to give you the money back. You're okay. We'll, just, we'll, we'll cancel your debt. All right. I think that's a dumb idea. I think those are, I think you not being able to get a job is a consequence of your choice and a consequence of your actions. And now you got to live with it. And that's what I think. But let's say they do go through and, and cancel the debt. Let's say, let's say they go to and they, they erase everyone's debt for a certain amount of years. Well, you're still left with a degree you can't use. Now you're just out of debt, perhaps, with, the, with, with your student loan. What are you supposed to do? They can't, take a, they can't take an eraser to your diploma. They can't take an eraser to your degree and fill it in with something else that you can get a job. You know, so you got a job in liberal or you got a degree in liberal arts and now they're going to erase that and just take a pen. You're going to grab your little uh, Bic blue pen and write in here. No, this is um, this is a sports administration. Yeah, let's just write that in. OK, go get yourself a job in sports administration. Well, you can't do that job. You're not trained for it. There's, they just rewrote your your diploma for you. So what are they going to do? Guarantee the, the company you work for that you're, you're going to do a good job? They're going to start backing up all these students that have nowhere to go? The government going to start guaranteeing their jobs when they get jobs? They have no idea what they're doing? Is that next? Oh, I know. You're laughing right now, and you're shaking your head. Oh, no one would ever do that. You're not, you, you know, the Dodgers aren't going to hire somebody just because they've They've got sports degrees, sports administration, you know, written in crayon on their diploma. Government's not going to back them up and guarantee their job. Why not? Oh, I know you guys, it's ridiculous. It's 1000% ridiculous. But some of the things we're going through these days, 20 years ago, I thought were completely ridiculous and would never happen in a million years. And 20 years later, I'm living through it. So don't laugh too hard because I may come back in your future and give you a big fat I told you so. You just don't know what they're capable of. So there they are. They push them through because of the money the colleges know. Like a puppy mill, they know how to get kids in, get their degrees, and get them out. And more importantly, those colleges know how to get paid. Oh, yeah, they know how to milk every angle of every system, of every loan, every grant possible. And they're very good at it. You know who gets paid the most at those schools? Yeah, are the people in the administration who push through the loans and get the grants for all the kids. <laughs> Those are your money makers, not the teachers anymore. And teachers do okay. But the, the, most important, the most important link in that chain is the one who's getting the kids and the money put together and their butts in the seats. Yep, that's the one. So what do you do with this? And why, why would this even be a possibility? Why is this even a thing? Why cancel the debt? What's the point? It's going to cost the government, you know, billions of dollars. What, why on earth would you even entertain that thought? Like I just pointed out, they still have a degree they can't use. So, so what is the, what's the end game? What are you doing that for? Let's say, let's say the Biden administration stepped up to the microphone and said, listen, I'm going to cancel all the, the, the debt. I'm going to cancel all the loan debt for students for the past four years. All right. Well, I mean, you, I get I get some of that is that they're they're now out from under that debt, but they still have a degree they can't use. Now, in typical liberal thinking, they do wake up that next morning after their debt has been canceled. Oh, 
They can stretch. They can point their face towards the sun, and it's a brand new day, and I'm out of debt. All right, there's some good feelings that go along with debt cancellation. All right, a very, very liberal way of thinking because it's all about feelings. That's important. Yes, we love our feelings, but it didn't do anything, did it? Can they get a job now? No. What can they do differently that very next day that the loans are canceled, the debt has gone away, what can they do differently the very next day they're out there? Nothing. They're still stuck in the same spot. So why do it? Why, why do that? And, and why do it so close to November when there's elections coming up? Hmm. I'm not very good at math, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to try to put two and two together and see if I can get four. I'm going to say just from a nuts and bolts street level way of thinking, which is, which is what we do here at Gen X Talks. We bring everything down to street level, just common sense, nuts and bolts. I don't do focus groups and charts and graphs. I don't conduct surveys. Just kind of sit back in my chair and think about things like a regular person. And the conclusions that I came up with are pretty simple. I'm thinking that if they can forgive, you know, 10 million kids that are out of college, their loan debts, I'm going to say they might have 10 million votes they can count on in November. Yeah, that's probably not it. I mean, I'm sure in politics, nothing shady has ever happened before for the benefit of votes. Or I might be very right about that because other than the feeling of being out of debt and not the stress of waking up wondering what you're going to do now with your worthless degree, what benefit would there be for anybody to cancel the loan debt? Certainly not good for the government. Mm -mm. Nope. Yeah, so when <laughs> when I saw that, you know, just when I saw the state attorney general, just all I did was see the title and my mind started to race. Yeah, I know I, you get a little bit from the article, but this stuff has been building. Don't don't think that that I just read the, the, the headline and all of this wisdom just came to me and didn't. You know, this isn't even wisdom. This is just common sense. This is stuff we're all thinking, but everybody's too afraid to say. Yeah, that's all it is. And it's simple and it's easy to figure out. It's not a, not a big thing. Anyway. All right, so uh, yeah, that's that's it on student loan debt and liberal colleges and how nobody cares. Well, except you and me. We're the last people to care, but guess what? You driving your car walking around your house right now and me sitting here in front of this monitor staring at a bunch of flashing lights, yeah, maybe we're the last few people that do care. But guess what? Nobody asks us anything before they do it. Anybody call you the other day and say, hey, I'm thinking about canceling this loan debt. What do you think? And did your phone ring? Mine didn't. God forbid we should ask, uh, you know, Main Street America, you know, what what should go on in government before Wall Street makes a decision. Ah, whatever. All right. Changing gears. I got to get that out of my head. All right. All right. Clearing my mind, thinking thoughts that I'm not supposed to think because I'm not allowed to be controversial and I'm not allowed to question the government. So... I, I got to tell you, just when you, my phone is, um, my, my phone is a plethora of information. 
Um, just the title just said, Satanic Temple asks Boston to fly flag after court ruling. And I read the first paragraph and I got what they were saying about it. Um, routinely, I get apparently from what I've gathered on this, routinely the, the city of Boston um, will, you can petition, you can, you can turn in a petition or, or a form. And if you'd like them to fly a flag amongst the other flags that are up there, they have several flagpoles. Looks like Looks like five or six of them from the angle of the picture I can see. And you can ask to have a, a flag up. And this one guy, I guess he won some court case, and he petitioned, hey, Boston, can you fly? It was a Christian flag, and it was a Christian court case, and he's a Christian believer. And he just asked them simply, you know, at, at, like they do, to fly his flag. And they said no. And then he said, well, that's not fair. You guys are discriminating, and it's just because I'm Christian. And so uh, Supreme Court voted with him and said, yeah, man, you got to put the guy's flag up there. If he did a gig and he filled out the paperwork and he paid his $8.95, you got to put his flag up. You do it for everybody else. Get on with it. All right, so he wins. Now, that in itself isn't a huge story. We've all heard things like that before in different parts of the country. Okay. Um, but the second part of that, which is what made the headlines, was that a satanic temple said, well, if you're going to fly his flag, you're going to fly ours. Well, you know, I got to be honest, that rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Um, in, I think in most religions... And it doesn't matter if you, you, you're believing in Buddha or you're believing in Allah or you're believing in Christ. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of, all, isn't it always the theme that Satan's the bad guy? You know, isn't that what we, we, there's good and evil and there's right and there's wrong. And, you know, no matter which ladder going to heaven you're trying to climb, you're always trying to climb up to the good guy. You're trying to obey the good guy. You don't want to be part of the bad guy. You don't want to be part of evil and sin. And then these people come along and say, well, we believe in evil and sin. Satan's our hero, and you're going to fly our flag. Well, to most people, it's like, no, you're on the wrong path, man. <clears throat> you don't do that. And, you know, they can come back and say, well, in America, we can have free speech and freedom of religion, and we can do what we want, fly our flag. Well, yeah, I guess. I guess you can. I mean... I don't like it. You know, I guess that's discrimination. I guess there's a prejudice there. I'll even admit I have it. I, I don't like Satan. I don't like Lucifer. I don't like that bad stuff. I don't like evil. Now, if there's some of you out there that worship Satan and worship evil, well, then you got a fucking problem. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Oh, I know. You're going to come running right back. And you can't say that about people. You can't tell them they're wrong for their beliefs. The fuck I can't. You can't. You, Satan's wrong. Satan's bad. Satan's evil. I mean, I'm not just. I'm not just getting upset because I don't like the San Francisco Giants. They're a baseball team. You know, you're not telling. And you, there's a difference between your loyalties uh, to a sports team or to even to a political party. And now you're talking about like supreme beings of the cosmos and. Now you're, you're pointing the finger at Satan and you're trying to figure out how to join his team. I'm not with that. In fact, I'm directly opposed to that. I don't care about your personal opinion. Pick something else. You know, If you're going to have a hobby, pick a different direction that doesn't intentionally piss off every religious person in the world. You know, because like I said, it doesn't matter if you're, if you're Hindu or there's always a good and there's a bad and you're picking the bad side. No, I'm not doing it. But because we've got so intertwined um, 
and people don't use common sense, common sense, somebody would have said, dude, don't don't petition Boston to fly a satanic flag. Don't don't do that. Come on, man. That's that's going too far. Common sense. Don't don't do that. You're going to make people mad. The person who's thinking it, the person who's filling out the the <laughs> the person filling out the petition should have been halfway through that and gone, yeah, this common sense, this isn't a good idea. I'm just going to make people mad. But we've come to such a point in our country that people actually fill out that application. They know they're doing something stupid. They know they're doing wrong. It's it. They do. I don't care what you say. They do. But they can. They do it because they're like, well, I'm allowed to have an opinion and I'm allowed to feel this way. And if I feel this way, you have to accept it. And there's a whole group of people that, that force the rest of us to go along with that stuff. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you how I am as a person, how I am as an American. And there's just certain lines in my mind you do not cross. I don't care how you feel. I don't give a shit. What, if your religious preference is Satan, fine. Keep that shit to yourself. What you're not going to do is you're not going to fly one of your personal satanic flags over the city of Boston. If you do, as you raise it up, I'm going to light it on fire. Yeah, I don't care. I'm not mad. I'm not hurting you. I'm not threatening you. I'm letting you know that at some point, someone has to stand up and say, the bullshit stops here. That's how I feel. I know you're gonna, I'm going to get banned. I got it. You guys are all going to complain, and you're going to get turned me in. But there has to be, I mean, when, when is it some point when people refuse to use common sense and they intentionally fly in the face of some of these traditions in America, when, when do we say enough? When do you stand up and go, oh, God, I'm tired of your bullshit. Shut the fuck up and take down that satanic flag. When, when, when are we allowed to say that? When did it become not okay to say that? When all of a sudden, when I stand up for God, and when I, when I stand against Satan, when did I become the bad guy? When, am, when, when did I become the insensitive asshole because I don't like Satan and I'm not going along with it? What, what, what the fuck happened? And yet here we are. I'm just telling you, man, I read the article, I bruised through some stuff, I got it. And you know what amazes me is that everyone's got a flag, all right? Um, uh, every movement out there has a flag. Every group has a flag. And they all want their flag to be seen. They want their flag to be shown. They want their flag to be recognized. And the part that bothers me, you want to have a flag? Have a flag. Put it up in your front yard. I don't care. Walk down the street waving it. I don't care. What bothers me is that they think their flag counts as much or more than the American flag. And I'm not just saying that. I've been told that. I have been told to my face, I've been told to my face that that's how they feel, that their flag counts as much or more than my flag does for my country. And I've, I hate that. No, it doesn't. I don't care what movement you're... I, I have a flag too. I got a flag for things that I believe and I feel and I support. I got a flag, but... I don't have the arrogance and the stupidity to tell you that it is equal to the American flag. Do you guys realize the American flag covers all the other flags, protects all the other flags? Do you realize the American flag has some laws that protect the, all the other flags of all the other groups? Mine too. That the American flag has an army, has a military that protects 
your flag, my flag, all the flags under it. Do you, do you not understand that the American flag should be flying a little higher than everybody else's flags, the state flags, the city flags, the group flags, the, 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 my flag too. I have a flag for my community, the thing I feel, the thing I believe. I, I feel the American flag protects all of our rights. It flies the highest because underneath its umbrella of protection is where we all get to fly our flags. Yeah. All right. I know I changed gears a little bit there. So, yeah, I don't like the satanic flag because I think that's evil. I think God is good. Whatever God you believe in, um, like I said, you can Allah or Buddha or any any deity that you go that direction. There's always a good. There's always a bad. I think Satan is on the bad side and I'm on the good side. Yeah. I know you can't tell by looking at me because my face is a little messed up. But believe me when I tell you. I'm on the, I'm ult- ultimately, I'm on the good side, the right side. And I'm trying to go the good direction. So there you go. Okay, so one last thing before I go. <laughs> I was just about ready to hang up, and all of a sudden, I, I um, Gen X mom, lovely wife of mine, sends me a quick link to, it says a man got arrested in Michigan for having a marijuana dispensing machine in, his, in the front of his house. <laughs> How many of you are old enough to remember, and that for those of you, for you youngsters out there, you're going to have to go Google this, but I swear it's true. How many of you are old enough to remember cigarette vending machines everywhere? They were in the lobbies of restaurants. Yeah, could you, you could smoke in a restaurant. There was a smoking section in restaurants. So in the lobby, there was cigarette vending machines. As a kid, I used to pull all the knobs and push all the buttons. If I would have had a pocket full of quarters... I would have had a pack of Marlboro Reds in my hand. <laughs> I'm not kidding. If you if you think I'm kidding, they were everywhere. They were in stores and they were on street corners. I remember outside vending machines. And so <laughs> this guy comes along and decides he's going to put a vending machine on the outside of his house to sell uh, weed and pills. And the, I skimmed over the article. He did it for four years before anybody said anything. Finally, the police come in and they conduct some surveillance. They go up, they buy some stuff and go, holy shit, it is weed. <laughs> I mean, the guy was making two grand a day out of a vending machine. Now, you, you, you got to give him credit for that. Now, the only bad part is with stuff like that is, you know, depending on the area he was in, I know there's areas and spots that are legal to sell marijuana and there's spots that are illegal. Let's just assume for a second um, that he was in a legal area to, to dispense marijuana. Let's say he was in a spot where he could do that, where he was okay. You know, you can have it in a, in certain areas. I don't know what his zoning was. Let's not get too, let's not get too technical there. The only real, let's say he picked the, the correct spot. The only thing that I can see he would have gotten trouble for was a vending machine can be accessed by nine-year-olds. <laughs> I mean, he should have set it up like a lemonade stand where he could be a little more picky on who was getting his product because you don't want you don't want kids to have that. Now, some guy who's thirty years old wants to come buy some weed. Yeah, sell it to him and be on with your way. If you've if you're in a legal area and you're legally allowed to do it, I think that's brilliant. But a vending machine, I mean. <laughs> You got to give the guy props for being, you know, inventive and smart. He, he could have just gone and bought one of the old cigarette vending machines from the 70s and just put filled it. Hey, bring a bunch of dollar bills and quarters or, you know, and put it in and you, you pull the lever and you got your stuff. But I mean, 
how lazy do you got to be when it's outside on your front porch and you're sitting in there watching Oprah eating bonbons and you can hear that machine racking up and you know you're going to get in trouble because even legally you can't sell the kids. And if you have a vending machine, any nine-year-old can operate a vending machine. <laughs> oh, I'm just telling you that the, the things that, and people say that Americans aren't creative. Bullshit. <laughs> Oh, anybody that can come up with a with flying monkeys in the Wizard of Oz definitely is not a stretch to put a vending machine in your front yard that sells you weed. <laughs> oh, all right. Listen, I got to go. The music's probably coming up right now. It's been a long time coming. We are back. Um, I'm going to try to put up, we're going to pick a day. We're going to try to put up a podcast one day a week, every day, the same day. Let's try to build this audience back up that we lost. We do love you guys. We do miss you guys. But personal uh, tragedies in life and things that have been complicated have really weighed us down. And we are clawing our way back. Here at Gen X Talks, we are, we are pulling ourselves back up by our bootstraps and getting back on track. So we'd love for you to hang out with us. We thank you for giving us the time of day. And remember, um, we will always be around one way or another. We're on all the major platforms doing as much damage as we can to everybody. And as usual, we'll catch all of you on the flip side.